episode 84 of the All the Book Show, the official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library. We talk about book news, author news, and library news. <laughs> you think after 84 episodes, you I'd have me. a... You scared me with that pause yeah. there. I thought, oh no. Yeah, you Eric's, think after 84 Eric's, episodes, I'd I gotta have go this down. wind Eric's key so yeah. he gets back into it. <laughs> well, I'm Nick Gunning. And I'm Eric Mickles. And we're excited to welcome you. To our podcast. Yeah. Today. <laughs> oh, we got a lot of We fun haven't stuff. been doing this for a year. No, not at all. You know what's funny? I was Tell talking me. to somebody and they asked uh, how many episodes we had. Yeah. And I said, uh, we're about 83 episodes in. And they're like, oh, cool. How long have you been doing that? And I, like, I thought for a moment, I was like, about 83 weeks. <laughs> so that works out. But you could not tell from the way this first 30 seconds have gone. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, it seems like this is the pilot. Yeah. A pilot that's not being shopped around. No. But that's okay. That's yeah. all right. We got a lot to get into today. We, we've pulled some uh, exciting books for yeah. a little feature we like to call the Sexy New Book Club. Yeah. So we're coming up on that later. But I want to mention something exciting that's happening here in the library this week. What? Give you a little background on it if you don't know. Mm. We're welcoming a very special guest, <gasps> Miss Julia, Julia Spencer Fleming. Oh, right. Uh, noted award-winning best-selling author of the Claire Ferguson Mysteries. Yeah. Uh, eight books so far. Uh, apparently the last one's a bit of a cliffhanger, so the book club, a lot of people are wondering when that next book's coming out, so we're going to have the chance to ask her in person. Yeah. Uh, this Friday, the 31st at 7 o'clock, our friends from Burlingham Books are going to be here to mm-hmm. uh, sell books, so you'll be able to... You can Burlingham bring, Books! Yeah, do the commercial. Get your books at Burlingham! That's perfect. Burlingham Books! Yeah, Burlingham Books, feel free to use that. Sure. Uh, yeah, because yeah. it's really, it's golden. But uh, <laughs> you're welcome to bring your own book to have her signed if you want to purchase one. They'll be there to do that. Yeah. Uh, she's She's got local roots, born in Plattsburgh, uh, went to Ithaca College. So she's got some she's got some things around here. She said, I don't know if, if did you see the, the article in the Wellsville Daily Report? I saw it here, yeah. They, uh, Catherine Ross, a big thanks to her because it's a great interview. So she said she's a slow writer. Yeah. She said that about herself. That's yeah. Funny. But anyway, that gives a little uh, background there. We, of course, have a display of her novels here. We have them all. Uh, Usually they're not checked in, so I think we have maybe two of the uh, eight or nine copies that we have right now checked in. We're doing one for a book club, so if you want to jump on board, we're doing A Fountain Filled with Blood, which is book two. We're going to meet on that uh, after she's already gone. A Fountain Filled with what? you You can read it. Talk to her and then join us for the book club because we'd love to have you. But that is coming up on Friday, so don't miss it. Tell your friends. Bring your friends. Bring strangers. I mean, safety first, but, uh, you know, bring strangers. Uh, Two questions I have from that. I'd love to answer them. One, would she sign, if I bring a permanent marker, just like my arm so that I could get it tattooed later? She absolutely would. Okay. She'd do it. And two... You said arm. Yeah. Okay. Two, a fountain filled of blood, like that would be like what we see, like a fountain filled of chocolate, but at a vampire wedding. Yeah, with strawberries. Yeah, like a chocolate like, fountain. Oh, well, blood... they're on a blood fountain. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where that wedding's taking place. That was a weird, like Australian vampire accent. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's all right. I appreciate you trying. Man, I feel like Australia would not be a good place. You for really vampires. put yourself out. It's really there. hot there. Yeah. Oh, warm. Yeah. I haven't been. You know, while, while we're talking about fun things, uh, and, vampires and visiting having authors. <laughs> no, visiting authors. <laughs> okay. I do want to mention too that uh, Donica Kelly, a uh, poet who was long listed for the 2016 National Book Award. Boom. is doing a reading here next month for Poetry Poetry Month. So that's, that's going to be April, right. April, April 25th. April is Poetry, poetry month. month, absolutely. I know the, the Wellsville group is having a Poetry Slam the Thursday before that, on mm. the 20th, I believe. I should go. And then we're doing the reading afterwards. So anyway, uh, her, her recent collection, Bestiary, is the one that was long listed. So we mm-hmm. have a copy here and a couple <gasps> others in the system. You, so 
Do you think I could bring my Dungeon and Dragons speech? Yeah, I think she would. Yeah. I think she'd sign it. So anyway, Julia Spencer <laughs> Fleming, Friday the 31st. Uh-huh. Donica Kelly for uh, Poetry Month, April 25th. So okay. both at 7 o'clock. Hope right. you'll join us for both. So yeah. a lot, lot of good stuff yeah. happening here at the old How. Yeah. How about you? What have you been reading, Eric? Ooh, that was rough. <laughs> we'll fix it in editing. Uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, all right. So I read one graphic novel. Wow. It was Suicide Squad Volume 1. I read that. The new, yeah, you did. It's fine. It's yeah. It's kind of I'm I'm tired of first issue, first volume yeah. of series. It's the same thing because they never have any real substance to them. Yeah. Because they just have to introduce everything. Yeah. But as somebody who's read a bunch of Suicide Squad comics and Secret uh Secret Six series and the Villains Unite, like I've been reading like some of these characters for a while now. Mm-hmm. I'm getting tired of having to be reintroduced to them. Yeah. Every other month. Well, it feels like. you know, I think I liked it because. I, last week I'd said that I'd never read Suicide Squad right. before, which I thought was true. But according to Goodreads, I read Volume One of the New Fifty Two series. Kicked into the teeth. So yeah. who knows? But um, <laughs> I liked didn't it because really, there was Zod. I didn't really. Yeah, the Zod was an odd choice. That doesn't make I don't any know. sense. I just to me. had. I don't have anything attached to these characters, so I thought it was just kind of a fun. Team the way book. their Superman level villain was having a hard time fighting like Harley Quinn. Su- yeah, Harley Quinn sense. and Killer Croc. I was like, How, who? Who thought of this fight? Yeah. So I didn't love it. I'll keep reading it because I. Obviously, keep reading Suicide Squad comics even when they're bad. Yeah, yes, you do. So, but we and we have a lot of Suicide Squad in the collection, including the novelization, including the yeah. soundtrack, yeah. and we have the score now too because yeah. they continue to be popular. Yeah. So we're uh, yeah. continuing well, to fill the collection out with yeah. things. So check it out. So you read Suicide Squad Volume One? Yes, and I've been reading Rendezvous with Rama. Oh, Rendezvous is a funny word to look at because it's yeah. Rendezvous. Yeah. Vus. Yeah, this is a book podcast after all, so yeah. <laughs> it's good to, good to bring that uh, high-level stuff <laughs> Okay, to the I'm table. just saying, like, I see it, and it took me a while. I'm like, what is this called? Oh, it's Rendezvous. Yeah. Rendezvous. Like, <laughs> Rendezvous. Yeah. Um, it's by Arthur C. Clarke. Okay. He's the author of uh, 2001 well A Space Odyssey. Well known, yeah. Well, yep, this is a... And it's beloved sequel, right? 2000... What's the second one 2012, called? is it? I don't know. 2012? <laughs> yeah. Um... It's it's a Hugo winner, this one. Uh, I thought I wasn't going to enjoy it, because like, I thought of 2001 A Space Odyssey, and all I think of is the movie, so I'm like, the book's probably going to be kind of dry uh-huh. and stuffy. But this book, it reads like a modern uh, like sci-fi thriller. Like The chapters are short. They go by pretty quick. It kind of is Crichton-y. In oh, its, um, okay. And some of it. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a lot more in-depth than sometimes Well, Crichton. it sounds like you have a rendezvous with good reading, then. yeah. Okay. Sure do. Um, so it's about this giant uh, spherical uh, ship that's passing okay. Earth. Yeah. And we uh, we get inside it, and it's like completely empty. That's the Death it's, Star that no, you're talking about. It's, okay. It's uh, it's empty. Yeah. Um, it's sterile. It looks like no one's been in there for like a million years. It's a lot. There's, of a long time. But everything about it looks new, sure. even though it's, they think it's millions of years old. Yeah. Um, but here, my similar theory to the is, plot of the Power Rangers there's, film. Yeah, there's stuff inside it though, like buildings and whatnot. My theory is it's either an analogy for sperm. Whoa. Yeah, and it's gonna like hit a planet and then it's gonna populate life. Yowza. Sorry, I said that. Or my second theory is that uh, right now the ice is melting and they think there's uh, microorganisms in there, and okay. maybe it's like an egg and it's going yeah. to create life where it lands. I see. So okay. Uh, but it's just interesting so far. All right. Yeah. So it's like a huge mega structure and everything. Right. So also the cover, I wish I had it. It's like Animorphs, but for adults. Yeah. Because you got the cover and it has like three astronauts looking out into the ship blue. You open it up 
and you see the whole ship. Look but out. then you can unfold that and have double page. I don't think Animorphs ever went double page. So you're saying the Animorphs is not for adults then? I don't know. Because... Yeah, we just talked about it last week. Yeah, we did. So speaking about uh, things that might not be for adults but are for adults anyways, yeah. I also saw... Flintstone Vitamins. Yeah, that's Meant true. for kids, but they're delicious yeah. and healthy for you. I saw the Power Rangers movie. Yeah. Hey, you know guy. what? I did too. Yeah. yeah. Research. It was research. Yeah, it was so. research for our job. Yeah. Um, Better than I, I expected. I, I gotta liked say, it. I was kind of in it to win it. And, I... and for the first hour and a half, there's no Power Rangers. Zero Power Rangers. But no. I was still invested yeah. in the characters. Yeah. Also, it was a nice... I didn't realize that the characters were going to be the original Power yeah, Rangers classic character. Characters. It was Jason, it was Kimberly, yeah. it was uh, Zach and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we got a nice little cameo from Kimberly and Tommy Prime. Yeah. So. Um, and the Zords <laughs> looked cool. They did. Uh, the Megazord looked cool. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Banks was pretty good as Rita, though yeah. a lot more like vicious and witch-like she was than I remember. I kind of miss like yeah. Rita just hanging out on the moon, having yeah. a good wacky time. Yeah. But yeah, it was a good Save time. something for the sequel. Yeah. I think, uh, I think if I was a teenager, like yeah. I would have really, really gotten into that. Like if this uh, was like my... I hate to tell you this, but I was sitting next to you and you really, really got into it. It's true. I did a say 30-year-old yes man, so... <laughs> But, like, if this was None my of this, first... if I was a teenager. If I was, crap. like, 14 or 13, and this was, like, my first Power Rangers anything, yeah. I think it would have, like, been really, really cool. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Without the nostalgia and anything. Yeah. I, like I said... But with I, the nost- I definitely think... Don't, don't get me wrong. My enjoying this movie was definitely powered by nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And I don't appreciate my nostalgia being marketed at me I so see. effectively yeah it's really working because yeah they know their they know their target i've always been like a very nostalgic kid like yeah. oh it wasn't yesterday but like yes <laughs> yeah but it, i don't this is now we're reaching the time where like 90s properties are going to start getting it adapted as yeah. opposed to 80s because i didn't care about transformers or gi joe or anything mm, yeah movies. I, I but you. now they're doing so like if we get a captain planet movie forget about yeah. it yeah Power Rangers, Captain Planet, I don't know, SWAT cats. Shared universe. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? The Power Rangers did cross over with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the, in the show. So Oh, the live action yeah, ones? Yeah, so maybe the, we'll uh, get... The next mutation? Yeah, maybe you'll get some Venus of that. Venus Demirolo? Uh, okay. In, in a, oh, this just in. We're still talking about Power Rangers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, our, pro- our producer's saying, move it on. Yeah. You want us to keep going? Talk more about the Power Rangers? Talk move more. it on. Oh. Move it on. Okay. He says to move it on. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Sorry, Gary. Yep. Uh, so what have I been reading? You may wonder. I was wondering. Well, I'd love to tell you, my friend. I'm, uh, I'm uh, actually, uh, mandated by my job to wonder that. Yeah, I know. So. I know. And even then you could, <laughs> yeah. you could have a little more passion. Yeah. It, it's been in my, uh, it's been in my reviews. Yeah. Show I, more interest in what Nick's time. reading. I'm like, please. <laughs> Uh, well, I only read one graphic novel too, so I don't know. The world's falling apart. What did you read, Han Solo? Uh, no. Mm. Jughead, volume two. Okay. So pretty good stuff. We have this in our, uh, YA graphics, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Dropped a lot of the, uh, did you read the first one? No. They did little, like, they changed the author. They kept doing, yeah, they did. Changed the writer. Kept doing spoofs of, like, Game of Thrones and things, and it was Uh kind of a little absurdist. There was nothing like that in the second But Sabrina shows up. Sabrina shows up. You love Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Written by Ryan North of the uh, Dinosaur Comics fame. I was a huge Dinosaur Comics fan back in the day. I don't know if it's still going, but I loved them. I loved them when they were happening. It's impossible. There's no way to look it up. Yeah. So we don't know. But Jackhead Volume 2, still good. I'm still loving the Archie reboot. A little sample of Josie and the Pussycat issue one. There you go. So it was a good day. All around. That's that's coming in May. All around. I think Josie and the Pussycats is May, and then Betty and Veronica is June. Something like that. And then Reggie's coming at some point. Reggie's getting his own? 
I, that's just like a mini series. That's wow. just like a six episode or issue thing. So, anyway, I was away this weekend, so I didn't get to do tons of reading. Right. I'm uh, I'm sort of like rounding third on Big Little Lies by Leanne Moriarty. Okay, and I'm really enjoying it. I got All a little right. fatigued, and now I'm back in. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm really liking that book. I mm-hmm. might read more. I might slip this one into the book club this year because okay. I'm anxious to save talk yourself about some it. time. Well, sure, yeah, <laughs> but I would like to talk about it, yeah. and you know, I'll I'll just take advantage of my power in that way. And I mean, the HBO yeah. show will have been that's right. If it's yeah, next year, it'll be on a DVD. show. Yeah, yeah. it's only yeah, like I think it's only like seven or eight episodes. Yeah, well, it's got so. some star power in it, and Shalane Woodley. So, <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, she so, turned down the TV show of Allegiant. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Whatever they're calling it. Yep. That's yep. going to run for years. Probably. The Allegiant TV show? <laughs> she said, I could have this yeah. constant paycheck. It's, no, it's going to be you. the next Nine Lives of Chloe King. So I don't... Oh, that was adapted from a YA novel. Okay. Lasted one season. Do you remember... On ABC Family? Do you remember A Hundred Good Deeds of Eddie McDowell no. on Nickelodeon? No, The I boy don't. who gets turned into a dog? I don't. And he has to do A Hundred Good Deeds to be turned into a human? No. Nope. I think it ended with him still a dog. Ooh. Because, like, it got canceled. Wow. So he never got that Hundred Deeds. Too bad. So I imagine he died at the age of nine man i would love to just break with tradition and do an episode just on unresolved cliffhangers who brought lois and clark that baby that's what i want to know right sure uh i've never gotten over that yeah is but it monel that's neither it could be yeah that's neither here is it connor there. kent it might be <laughs> it might be <laughs> wait did lex luther bring him the baby no they just the, the okay the 90s <laughs> lois and clark yeah ends with them coming down uh-huh. finding a baby wrapped in a superman cape uh-huh. and they're like oh <gasps> End. And then ABC renewed it for another season, so they felt they were safe. And then ABC was like, mm. and they canceled it after okay. they'd already renewed it. So, right. what, what's cool. that, Gary? I'm still stop, angry at ABC. Stop talking about Lois and Clark. What? All right, Gary. Did he? Yeah. Gary. He said we're talking too Gar- much about Lois and the- Clark. Sorry. Gary, I think you should read my contract again. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I can talk about Lois and Clark whenever I want, for as long as I want. I'll talk to your manager. Oh, no. <laughs> classic boy yeah. we, haven't, we haven't brought that up in a long yeah. time for, for those of you who don't know i signed with eric yeah eric, I'm, I'm nick's manager eric's my manager but to keep things even nick is my manager yeah so, so. we get into some pretty heated yeah. contract renewals forget about it yeah. forget about yeah. it we're both so eager it's to rough stomp because away the only the way table. to get a raise yeah is to take money from the other to host. from the other person yeah, yeah. So, so i guess yeah. I guess we should have known. I'm a I'm a hot front. Nick's a cold front. Yeah. And when we get into contract negotiations, it's yeah. just a hurricane, baby. <sighs> yeah, yeah. You never know. You never know what's gonna happen. But it's nice to have someone who cares about me looking out for me. No problem, so, man. I got you. your back. Thank you. And I have yours. Thanks. So what's that, Gary? <laughs> this is stupid. Stop talking about it. Okay. Well, Gary's Thanks. harsh. He yeah. Somebody he's who's been silent for 84 really episodes. He's really getting on our case. I'm not really understanding what's yeah. contract negotiation. Yeah, sure. So Eric and I co-manage Gary. So again, it's a real. <laughs> It's a real uh, kettle yeah. of fish. Yeah. So, uh, what else have I been reading? Well, oh, hold on. I'm currently quick, reading Batman just... Superman uh, Volume Two. Yeah. Game over. Okay. So, you said kettle of fish. Yeah. During the Power Rangers movie. Yeah. Rita Repulsa said, "Look at all of you Rangers tied up like fish. Tied up like fish." <laughs> and we we're like, "We're both like, why we would you tie up a fish? Like, how do you tie up fish? Yeah, hold still, you." I was like, you mean like in tied a net? Up. Well, then they're not tied up. Yeah. They're in a net. Tied up like fish. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she it... could have said like caught like fish. Yeah. You know, but she yeah. didn't. She said tied up yeah. like fish. Maybe they were like, that wasn't the line. Just go. Hurry. Yeah. Why Just not roll. like trapped in my web? 
Like uh, like flies. Like flies. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, they were on like a fishing boat, I think. <laughs> anyway. so, Gary, we know. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. We vocally sorry. we vocally yeah. talked to the other people in the theater yeah. saying, what does that mean yeah. to be tied up like Nobody a fish? Knows. Nobody right. knows. No more Power Rangers. You're What's right. next? You're, You're right. right. You're reading Batman Superman. Yep. Game over. That's it. Watched Don't a couple you... movies over yeah. the weekend, though. Okay. Watched The Good Dinosaur. Not impressed. Oh. Watched The Hollers. Yeah. Not impressed. It was fine. Okay. It was good. What about you? Any... any uh, New movies? Yeah, I watched the Power Rangers. Yeah, I know. We talked about that. Get Gary. All right. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Moving on. What's, uh-huh. the, what's the next uh, thing we do? Uh, if we talk about book news. That's true. Take, doing this take for it away. Four episodes, man. Take it away. Okay. Uh, these are the books that are coming out March 28th, Ooh, 2017. Yes. Uh, we got The Black Book by James Patterson and hey, David, hey. Uh, David Ellis. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Black Book. Yeah. Uh, three bodies in a beautiful and luxurious bedroom. Luxurious. Sounds like a party. Let's see how it goes. Maybe you mean luxurious. Uh, Bill Harney was born to be a cop, the son of Chicago's chief of detective, whose twin sister is also on the force. Isn't that a Bruce Springsteen song? Billy plays it by the book. Mm. Uh, alongside Detective Kate Fenton, Billy's uh, adrenaline junkie partner, there's nothing he wouldn't sacrifice for his Wait, job. Wait, hold on, hold on. So one of them is really by the book, but one's kind of like a wild card. Yeah, sure. Huh. Uh, enter Amy Latini, a hard-charging assistant state attorney, hell-bent on making a name for herself, who suspects Billy isn't the cop he claims to be. They're about to be linked by more than their careers. Wow, black book, am I right? Chicago Classic has never been situation. more dangerous. Really? I, I'm pretty sure Chicago <laughs> yeah, is pretty dangerous for, for a Chicago, long time. For Chicago, that's just a Tuesday. Yeah. I don't know what they're... they're like, oh, wait, it's just... Just this one cop, yeah. and there's just some issues <laughs> right. between him and his partner. Oh, yeah. Oh, Chicago, nobody's, calm if down. If nobody's threatening to bring down City Hall, yeah. then it's an okay day. Our apologies Chicago. to Chicago. The people of Chicago, yeah. uh, it's not your fault. Yeah. We're actually it's, going there. That's true. In a month, two months. Oh, wow. In a that's month-ish. Soon. Yeah. To see Hamilton. Hamilton. On Chicago. You know what, though? Hamilton's also coming to Rochester. I saw that. And, but, but we're going to Chicago. We're going to, like, the real deal. Yeah, not, Chica- it's Broadway on Chicago. Not some crummy national tour. Just kidding. Oh I like boy. national we tours. We just made enemies in Chicago and Rochester. Yeah, to, to the cast of natural, national tours, uh, my, my humblest apologies. I saw Joseph apologies. in the Technicolor Dreamcoat as a national tour. I it saw was really good. The national tour. All right, here's a book before we make <laughs> any more enemies. It Happens All the Time by Amy Hatvani. Amber Bryant and Tyler Hicks have been best friends since they I'm were sorry, teenagers. Taylor Hicks? Tyler Hicks. Of American Idol fame? Tyler Hicks. Tyler Hicks. They've been best friends since they were teenagers, Nick. Mm-hmm. Uh, trusting and depending on each other through some of the darkest periods of their young lives. And while Amber has always felt their relationship is strictly platonic, Tyler has long harbored the secret desire that they might one day become more than friends. How, oh, the premises Tyler. of these books, I don't know how they come up with these. But guess what? Uh, returning home for the summer after college graduation, Amber begins spending more time with Tyler than she has in years. Despite the fact that Amber is engaged to her college sweetheart, a flirtation begins to grow between them. Oh, no. One night, Tyler. fueled by alcohol and concerns about whether she's getting married too young, Amber kisses Tyler. No, she doesn't. What happens next will change them forever. Oh, what happens? Uh, it happens all the time. By Amy. Yeah, you're going to have to read it now. Oh, my gosh. What's the title of this book? It happens all the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, Richard Nixon. It's a good title. Yeah. Yeah. Richard Nixon. Could you do this as Richard Nixon, please? Okay, Richard Nixon, The Life by John A. Farrell. Yeah. Brilliantly researched. Yeah. Authoritatively crafted. Say phlebitis. 
Phlebitis. Good. So, by a prize-winning biographer, Pride lively winning. on the page. This is the Nixon. Greatest. We've been waiting for. Now, I don't know if we need another Nixon book after Nixon Carver. Nixon Carver, folks. Yeah. If you haven't had the delight of an imaginary beach time stroll, beach time. That's episode five. It's I believe. early on in the in the podcast. We cover a Lonely Hearts book about an imaginary friendship between short story author Raymond Carver yep. and our disgraced former president Richard Milhouse Nixon. Probably didn't need that. The disgraced. You probably didn't need that. <laughs> you don't You're like short story author. You could have just said former president. <laughs> former president Richard. Too, Milhouse it's Nixon. too late. You said the disgrace oh, thing. Yeah. Well, that's another enemy you've made. The, Gerald Ford pardoned him, so we can't do anything about it. That's true. Yeah. Boy, the Ford. Family. Nobody liked Gerald Ford. <laughs> Stop. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. He's always falling downstairs. No, that's Chevy Chase. No, but that's based on a real thing. I know, but <laughs> Gerald Ford was a klutz, and. <laughs> The only one never elected president or vice president. Disgraced president, faux president. Back to back. (laughs) Okay. All right. Uh, Do you have anything you want to say? Before that, it was Lyndon Johnson. Yeah. Do you have Uh, anything you want to say to, uh, like, maybe California? (laughs) No, that's all right. They had eight years of Arnold Schwarzenegger, so they don't need need me. Good. Now we have Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) He will crush us. The Ashes of London by Andrew Taylor. Why did I click on this one? From number one best-selling author of The American Boy and The Silent Boy. Okay. <laughs> series. The Boy series. Yeah. I used to be The American Boy, but now I'm... Now I'm the... What? What? Mm-mm. Say it, boy. Mm-mm. Boy, what are you? Mm-mm. Are you The American Boy still? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, this is the first of an exciting new series. So he's done with The Boy series. Oh, boy. He's now... A uh, duology. You don't see that often. Yeah. A uh, boyology. A boyology. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know what? Let's take a moment. Did he also write about a boy? I don't think Is so. Is that a prequel? Okay. But I think we should take a moment and uh, hear it for the boy. Yeah, let's hear it for the boy. Okay. Let's, let's give the boy a hand. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is a City in Flames uh, series. City London. in Flames. Yeah. That's, well, it's London 1666. Wait, that's 1666. <gasps> that's almost the devil's number Scarier. if you take out one of the sixes. Scary year. What? <laughs> if you take out one of the sixes. No, that's not. Oh. Yeah, it's the number of the beast. No. Yeah, 166. No. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's someone's area code. Oh, it's upside down. Nine nine one. No, no, oh. it's it's all right. We'll we'll discuss it later. Okay. Well, that's almost nine one one. That is, yeah. Okay. That's the number for the police. The Cubs way: the Zen of building the best team in baseball and breaking the curse by Tommy Verducci. Mm. Did you watch the game? The I don't Cubs. remember talking to you about it. No, I watched it in a bar. Yeah. Wow. But then there was Look a rain. It, it, it was rained out for a little bit, so me and my friend went back to the hotel and watched it on the TV. Which wasn't as fun as a bar. No. But I can now say I watched the Cubs win the World Series in a bar. Wow. You're like the hero from a rom-com. Yeah. It's great. Uh, what? <laughs> like, it just seems like the kind of thing they do. Yeah. Just like swigging some beers. Yeah, it happens watching, all the time. Watching the Cubs. Yeah. Uh, but they did win. Are, so. you, are you just trying to get back into Chicago's good graces? Because Chicago never forgets. Oh, okay. We're All Wonders by RJ. Uh, hmm. A little arrogant. Palacio. Okay. It's the uh, the unforgettable bestseller, Wonder. It's inspired a national movement to, ch- uh, to choose kind. Oh. So now parents and educators can introduce the importance of choosing kind to younger readers with this gorgeous picture book. So I think this is technically a... Uh, Children's book. A, uh, like a charity. No, nonfiction. Nonfiction. Yes, this is a nonfiction. Hey, I like that top. I'm, Thank you. I'm you choosing, chose kind. I chose kind, Wait, yeah. why would you have to choose... Why wouldn't you just say you like my shirt? Well, I... Do you not like my shirt? No, I do. 
I chose mm. kind. All right. The, uh, have you seen? You've seen Wonder, right? No. It's blue. It's got the boy with the oh, black the bu- hair. I've seen the book. I've yes. read it. Yeah. The movie comes out with Julia Roberts in November. I think the same day as Justice League. She looks nothing like that little boy. Well, I think she's playing somebody else. Oh, okay. So maybe. All right. Uh, the woman in the ca- oh no wait the women in the castle mm. a novel by Jessica Shattuck. Shattuck? Shattuck. I'm so glad that's recorded. I'm going to make that be my ringtone. Shattuck. <laughs> Three women haunted by the past and the secrets they hold. Oh, that's no. kind of like your book you're reading right now. Yeah. Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies. Yeah. Uh, it's set at the end of World War II. Oh, no. Yeah. When a young Richard Milhouse Nixon. Is that? Come. Is he not? All right. Is he not figuring? I don't think so. Oh. We have a young adult book, too. This one's on our way in our collection. It's Strange the Dreamer. By Lanny Taylor. Strange. It's a new epic fantasy by National Book Award finalist and New York Times bestselling author Lanny Taylor Lanny of the Daughter and Smoke and Bone trilogy. Hmm. So, the dream chooses the dreamer, not the other way around. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's true. I had a Power Rangers dream last night. I didn't choose it. I would have, Yeah. but I didn't. You didn't have to. It happened to me. Yeah, it chose you. Yeah. Okay. okay. Is that all you got? Uh, yeah, geez. Good. Well, you can rush right out and get those in a, in a store near you. But I wouldn't suggest buying. I would suggest coming to your local library, yeah. checking them out. Preferably the this The economy library. will take care of again, itself. Again, preferably we want you to come to our library. Yes, but if you though. can't, yeah. go if to your own library. You're in uh, Buffalo. Yeah. You can make the drive. Yeah. You're in Chicago. That's nothing. You can make also a make the drive. Chicago's what, eight hours? Something like that. Yeah. Probably more like ten. Yeah. But... So if you're angry at us, it's not worth the drive. No, definitely But if you want not. to check something's book not. out, then yeah. yeah, make a trip of it. Yeah, why not? Make a day. Come on out. <laughs> All right, so you can pick those up anytime now. These, you have to wait for. Good things come to those who wait. And so our, our advance notices, not always. Yeah. Sometimes crap still happens. Yeah, and sometimes yeah. good things happen right away. That's true. Like you just don't even expect it. You know what? You just wake up one day and you're like, wait a second. Yeah. I just won a million dollars. Yeah. I wasn't waiting for that. Yeah. So I suppose a million dollars, you've been waiting for your whole life. It's true. Think about the taxes, though. Whew. Oh, yeah. Don't even get me started. Yeah. Plus, these days, people, like, sneak into your house and kill you for that, Whoa. like, that ticket. Is that true? Yeah, Powerball What is winner. this, Chicago? Like, somebody... Sorry. Oh. <laughs> let's, let's end there. <laughs> is that really a thing? Yeah, somebody broke into, like, a, the Mega Millions winner house to, to, like, steal either their money or their ticket. Like, that would work. Steal their, they, like, pet tigers? Yeah, so they, they killed the person. It's wow. just crazy, because it's yeah. like... You don't then get the money. Right, you don't get it. Like, no, I've killed the winner. Yeah. I I get what yeah. I kill. <laughs> I've earned it in trial by combat. Well, yeah, I mean, there's merit there. True, they were sleeping. The word. Yeah. Uh, well, it's a it's a game of wits, and you've outmatched yeah. your yeah. sleeping opponent. All right, <laughs> this is what's coming out in May. All right, so you got this on May 9th. I have this on my shelf right over there. What is it? Uh, I, I got, a, I got a, a preview copy of Dennis Lehane's new novel, <gasps> Since We Fell, a novel. Since We Fell follows Rachel Childs, a former journalist who, after an on-air mental breakdown, Ooh, now lives as a virtual shut-in. Uh-oh. In all other respects, however, she enjoys an ideal life with an ideal husband until a chance encounter on a rainy afternoon causes that ideal life to fray. As does Rachel's marriage. As does Rachel herself. Sucked into a conspiracy thick with deception, violence, and possibly madness rachel must find the strength within herself to conquer unimaginable fears and mind-altering truths by turns heart oh by turns heartbreaking suspenseful romantic and sophisticated since we fell is a novel of profound psychological insight and tension it is dennis lehane at his very best and folks he needs a win after that ben affleck movie that just came out uh live by night yeah live by night yeah did you see that one no i didn't i would like to someday 
Uh, but I haven't seen it nobody yet. Nobody saw it. No, I don't think anyone did. Yeah. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> uh, also new, coming out in May. Uh, this is by Stephen Hunter. I've not read Stephen Hunter. No, that's not true. I read some Stephen Hunter I have. a long time ago. You he have. wrote I Ripper. Yes, he did. There you go. Uh, G-Man. This is book number 10 in the Bob Lee Swagger. Yes, I read an early Bob Lee Swagger novel yeah. uh, quite a while back. Wasn't super impressed, but <laughs> this is book 10, so yeah, people are liking it. I wasn't thrilled by uh, I Ripper. From best-selling author and Pulitzer Prize winner Stephen Hunter. really won the Pulitzer Prize. So What do we know? Give him a break. Again. The latest episode in his Swagger family saga replete with Hunter's wicked suspense, vivid gunfights... Ooh. And historical truths. Yeah. I don't need a vivid gunfight. Yeah. Yeah. It's not gonna help me. Sixteenth uh, <laughs> Seduction. Ooh. Number sixteen, if you hadn't guessed, in the Women's Murder Club. That's James Patterson. By James Patterson and a, a frequent collaborator, Maxine Pietro. Pietro. I have not enjoyed any Maxine Pietro collaboration Ooh. that I've read. Yeesh. So. Hard I don't want to. Wanna, I don't want to point any Hard fingers. That, I don't really. want to point any fingers. I didn't need to hear it today. I say though. I love this cover. It's a great cover. Okay. I might consider reading it based on the cover alone. You know what's another good cover? Um, what? Heroes by the Wallflowers. Really? It's a pretty good cover of David Bowie's Heroes. Of David Bowie's, sure. Oh, uh, if the main cover, the main cover is like a lady's eye, that's mm-hmm. not good. There's a pretty the good cover of cover. Uh, Stand, by, Stand By Me in uh, Power Rangers. Okay. Yeah, that's true. When the night. All right. The alternate cover of the 16th Seduction, though, it's got a nice, like, crack. It looks like a little city map, cracked blue background, uh-huh. white letters. It's really, it's cool. I Is like it Green it. Day, though? I because like I don't it. listen to Green Day. It's not, no. Okay. Uh, large print. Large print. Okay. Now, you may recognize the phrasing of this title. Okay. But it's not from our friend, McCall Smith. Okay. The number two feline detective agency. A heady what? bagshot mystery. This is coming to you in May. Is this a parody title? Large this has to be parody. print. Prepare to be besotted with the number two feline detective agency. The first book in a new series that turns the traditional British cozy on its head and features feline crime solvers. In a haze of catnip and pastry, Hetty steers the fur cross (laughs) case to its conclusion. But will she get there before the body count rises and the pies sell out? All right. Here's what I want to know. I want to know, is there a cat cop who maybe has gone too deep in undercover and is now addicted to uh, catnip? Yeah. Like he's just in the bathroom and he's like, oh, I just this need is it. Cra- I feel like I need to read this whole thing. Yeah. Hetty Backshot has bitten off more than, than any cat could yeah. chew. As soon as she launches her number two feline detective agency, oh. she's bucketed into a case. Furcross, home for slightly older cats, has a nasty spate of body snatching. And three of the residents have been stolen from their graves. Hetty and her Ooh. sidekick Tilly get out to reveal the terrible yeah. truth. Is Nurse McGodden involved in a deadly game? Oh Has God. the haberdashery department of Melkin and Sprinkle <laughs> become a mortuary? And what flavor will Betty Butter's Pie of the Week be? Yeah, I gotta know. I mean, I gotta say, the audience this is aimed at is gonna yeah. gobble this up quicker than these cats could gobble Betty Butter's Pie of the Week. That's true. Yeah. That's how fast that this Listen, will... Patches, yeah. you've been on the line too long. Yeah. Give me your badge. Yeah. Meow. Here it is. <laughs> You're a loose cannon, Patches. <laughs> you either get declawed or you get out. Oh. Looks like I'm getting out. Wow, book club. I see a book club. Yeah, in our future. Yep. Well, uh, what's hot this week, Eric? What's on the New York Times bestseller list? Well, we've got. Um, let's see. So this is a new lawyer series about cats that oh, uh, go wow. to court. Okay. Um, it's called uh, Cat Court. 
cat court. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's good. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I think it's funny though because the uh, prosecutor. It's simple because it tells you what it is. Yeah, yeah. The cats are always the defendants, but the prosecutor get this is a beagle. <laughs> so they've just automatically got that uh, antagonism. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Can so. the judge be like a buzzard? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sit sure. up there because he already looks like he's wearing the robe. Yeah, it's perfect. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> All right. My client. <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah. do. It. Uh, how could my client have scratched the wall if he doesn't have claws? Oh. Yeah. yeah the big reveals. I think is the really big, yeah. the strength. Of, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. All right. Uh, I can't do any more cats. Yeah, I know. Yeah. All right. So we've got uh, number 10, Silence Fallen by Patricia Briggs. This is about uh, vampire badgers. Is it? No, it's just vampire humans. Okay. Uh, Number nine, Exit West. This is about um, lovers in a city overwhelmed with violence escape through a mysterious door. This is the one about... uh, Snagglepuss. No. Last week you did the Snagglepuss impressions and I told you it was about refugees and immigrants. Right. And you... You regretted. The, yeah. I regretted the snuggle. And then you joke. did it again. I didn't. I asked you, a question. Okay. So number nine, exit west. Number eight, a gentleman in Moscow. A gentleman in Moscow, even. Sure. There you go. About town. Yeah. Uh, number seven, Lincoln in the Bardo by George Saunders. Mm-hmm. This is about uh, if Abraham Lincoln was a cat. Yeah, he's a cat. And the he's civil a cat. Wars and everybody's a cat. And everyone's and a cat. Civil wars, civil cats wars. and dogs. Yeah. So. Um, number six, new this week, without warning. Joel C. Rosenberg. A journalist pursues the head of ISIS after an attack on the Capitol when the Ooh. administration fails to take action. Timely. Well, you know why the administration doesn't take action in this book? Why? They're all cats. Uh, they sleep like 18 oh, hours no. a day. How are they going to get anything done? I don't know. Uh, uh, number five, new this week. Pushing a bill through Congress yeah. is like herding cats. Yeah. That's yeah. a tagline. Yeah. That's a tagline. All, all opposed? Meow! Meow! So, any of them go into heat. Forget it. Look out. There's, you're not there's gonna get no anything. order. You're not going to get anything done. Yep. Right. Uh, ooh, you call one heat wave. That's a great title. <laughs> that is a great title. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to write that down. Right, okay. I'm going to put that in the law. Uh, number five yeah. this week, In This Grave Hour by Jacqueline Winspear. It's the psychologist investigation. Is this Maisie yeah, Dobbs? Maisie Dobbs okay. gets an assignment as World War II begins. Now, people who don't know, Maisie Dobbs is a cat, uh, but she's a psychologist as well. So she asks people how she's feeling, and they say, you know, fine, and they pet her. Mm-hmm. She's a cat. Number four, new this week, The Devil's Triangle by Kathleen Coulter and J.T. Ellison. Mm. It's the FBI special agent Nicholas Drummond and his partner, Michaela Kane, track evil twins who can control the weather. Weren't the Drummonds the family from, uh, what's that, Different Strokes? Mr. Yes. Drummond? Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, so this is about them. Yes, but it's cats. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number three, ooh, yeah. Norse mythology Whiskers by Neil Gaiman. Uh-huh. This is the retelling of Norse folklore if all the Norse if Thor gods were a, cats. Yeah. 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 Okay, I'd yeah. read that, though. Yeah, I would, too. <laughs> okay. yeah. Little cat yeah. with a little hammer. Yeah, his hammer's called Meowner. <laughs> I love Meowner. Yeah. That's pretty good, Thank yeah. You. Loki's very playful. We're not going to top that. No. We're not going to top it. So. Uh, number two, Dangerous Games by Danielle Steele. A television correspondent investigates damning allegations against the vice president of the United States. Is he a cat? Yeah. Yes. The vice president is a cat, yep. is what we find out. You know uh, what Danielle Steele does to unwind in between writing books? Write books? She writes another. <laughs> yeah, she writes a book. Yep. Yeah. Oh, what a long day of writing books. I shall now turn to my hobby to unwind. 
Chapter one. <laughs> yep. He was a cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number one, new this week, The Cutthroat by Clive Cussler and Justin Scott. In 1911, searching for a young actress. Who are these people? Who Clive is buying Cussler? these Clive Cusslers in, in droves to Enough take it to, all the yeah. way to the top of the number? I don't understand. I, I think you might I, want to if, read this. If you're not walking through an airport terminal and grabbing mm-hmm. a Clive Cussler book right. off of a spindle, yeah. I, don't know, yeah. I don't know who you are. So searching for a young actress. But you can let us know at All the Book Show on Twitter. Who's disappeared. Yeah. The detective Isaac Bell discovers a serial cat killer. Oh, no. Yeah. No, just a serial killer. Okay. Who is a cat. So this is, this is Isaac Hayes. Yep. Shaft. Isaac Hayes Shaft. Shaft looking for the killer of, of Daniel Steele's cat. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So it's weird. I, I didn't realize that uh, cat fiction was becoming so popular. Yeah, it's its own. Yeah. It's like paranormal romance. It's just, it's just, oh, yeah. It's it tooth and nail. It's clawed its way to yeah, a sure position has, of, yeah. a, of a subgenre. So, yeah. 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 Old ball of yarn. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Roll its way down the stairs. Yeah. Absolutely. Cats followed it with Absolutely. Yep. So. so that's it for the New York Times. Yeah. What sure was is. the number one again? Uh, cutthroat. Cutthroat. The, uh, oh, Clive Cussler. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll see if you're still there next week. And it's Clive Cussler, but not like his adventure series. It's yeah. like like his just, mobster series, yeah. right? I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand. If no one so ever like, gets in a mine car, I don't understand that's what true. this book is. Yeah. I don't understand. A mine car like driving down a volcano. Yeah. Like, how are we gonna get down this volcano? It's erupting. Yeah. Get in the mine car. Right. You're driving down yeah, the mine car. Yeah. Mine car's filled with Nazi gold. Yeah. That's but the you, only way. You can't steer a mine no, car. No, of course you can't steer a mine car. So you're car. like scared, but maybe every now and then, like, yeah. you can adjust the rails. Right. So you're like, which way do we go? Right. Oh, well, you have an experimental rockets that you yeah. that you stole from yeah. the Swiss. Yeah. And you stick it right on, and the yeah. mine car filled with yeah. Nazi gold. Yeah. You burst all the way out, and you come out the face of the Great Sphinx. But here's what I'm worried about. Yes. Uh, the hero. Yeah. He's teamed up with his woman, and she lost her husband years ago really will she ever love again i don't think so well he's certainly too rough and gruff yeah to to open so. himself up like that yeah for love yeah so so what if at the end of that minecart thing yeah it crashes and they make it and they're because they're going down to the ocean because that's sure. where they're going to be safer yeah they land and now they're just on the beach i don't know they're just on the beach yeah they're safe yeah. bad guys defeated volcano's not a problem yeah they've got all that nazi gold what if and a lot of time you know what? A lot of time to kill. I wish to withdraw my comment. Okay. Number one. <laughs> okay. That's the number one book right there. Yeah, of course, the one that is number one is about mobsters. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think so. Okay. Well, it's time. Are you ready? Are you oh, ready to dig? Hold on. Okay. Yeah. We uh, have a new segment. We're well, very, we don't have well, a new segment. Well, it's not segment. a new segment. It's, it's a segment that we do regularly, but uh, we need a little style. We need a little panache yeah, to get is, this thing going. Hold on. So. I got to finish it, though. Yeah. Okay. okay. That's good. This has never worked for me. Yeah. To just play something and hope the microphone gets it. Yeah. So suspense uh, is building. Yeah. Let's so do it. We've got a new segment. Uh, let's see if uh, if you got a new theme. Oh yeah. Sexy new book club. Ow. So that's not a. That's that's, not it's segment. not a finished product yeah. either. That's uh, We're just giving you a that's little a sample, a little taste of things yeah. to come. Uh, the latest in our theme song collection yeah. that consists so, of two yeah. from our good friend Ben Lehman. Again, not a new top, not a new segment for no. us, but new no. segment theme. But I think we're all in the right zone yeah. after it, listening to that, the sultry, dulcet yeah. tones And if for some reason it, didn't ben come, it wasn't clear, we're talking about sexy new books. Sexy new books. Books uh, new to the library 
that we find appealing that we want to talk about. We Maybe sure we want to read. Although I got to say, sometimes this has been a real eye opener for me. Yeah. I'll, I've been eyeing a book. I pick it up. I read it on this show, yeah. and I'm like, well, that's a terror. I don't want to read. And it. you it's always terrible. get to read the adult books. It. I'm always reading it, young adult books. That's true. So yep. But I yeah, I actually successfully I ended up reading uh, one that we talked about the uh, did you the uh, beneath ah. us. I can't remember now. Yeah, I can't remember either, but I know what the you one mean. about the dinosaur hunters. It's neither here nor there. Yeah. Okay. Well, what do you got? You want to go first? Sure. I have Ronit and Jamal. Oh, I like Ronit. that cover. Ronit. How do you say that? I don't know. Uh, so it's a retelling. Uh, this is by Pamela L. Laskin. It's a retelling of Can You Guess? Romeo and Juliet. Yes, I You're remember. Right. We talked about this yeah. when it came it's out. It's a story. Uh, let's see. Jacqueline Woodson. Yeah. We've been talking about her. We lately. have been talking about her. Uh, I just read one of her children's books to my son. She says, a story that is at once supremely specific and stunningly universal. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let's see. I'm going to read the summary. So, this is a young adult book. It's it's pretty small. Uh, oh, I think this is Deckled Edge. Oh, I think it is. Oh, yes, boy. It is. Is I love in- Deckled Edge's work. Is that in verse? Uh, I was going to say that. Oh, I'm sorry. It's 183 pages. So I'm going to read the summary of this sexy new book, Ranette and Jamal. A barrier fence divides Israel and Gaza. Ranette, an Israeli girl, lives on one side of the fence, and Jamal, a Palestinian boy, lives on the other side. Well, they should just be Hmm. able to get along, just like Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, Uh, yeah. They are only miles apart, yet separated by generations of conflict. Miles? Yeah. Seems far. They're only miles apart. Not that okay. far. All right. You're like, your house is only like seven miles from my house. That's true. Uh, they're separated by generations of conflict. I'd say more than generations. Probably. That's, uh, that's a lot more yeah. than just like your grandfather really yeah. had a problem. Uh, much more than just the concrete blockade between them. Their fathers, however, work in a distrusting but mutually beneficial business agreement. Ooh. Uh, a relationship that brings Renette and Jamel together. And lightning strikes. The kind of lightning that transcends barrier, fences, war, and hatred. Renette and Jamal fall desperately into the throes of forbidden love, one that would create an irreparable rift between their families if it was discovered. But a love this big can be kept secret for only so long. Mm. And soon, the teenage lovers must face the fateful choice to save their lives or their loves, as it may not be possible to hmm. save both. Well, it sounds like it's heading for a happy ending, though. Well, with spare, vivid, and transformative language, Pamela L. Askin delivers a novel in verse. Nick? Oh. In verse. It's in verse. That captures the timeless Shakespearean love story with a modern and essentially perspective as two teens try to rise above the war-torn world. King Lear. No. no, no Romeo no, and Juliet. No, no, I know, it's, but it's based on the King Lear play by william shakespeare i think no this is romeo and juliet uh, it's the timeless shakespeare classics i'm pretty sure they mean nope king lear here possibly. i'll read the first poem okay uh it's very short okay it's on page six yes uh this is ronette okay ronette who's the israeli girl okay so she's the uh, king uh, lear keep in equivalent. mind i can't read poetry as it should be read you're so not it's... great you're not great at uh, reading just standard <laughs> <laughs> i go with him to work uh-huh. my abba okay it's summer abba. heat a leech Mm. ulcer Mm -hmm. papa has pills elixirs to heal the sick the wounded first stop mohammed in east jerusalem damn good doctor he tells me oh he has a son don't look at him Mm. and now i'll read right there i'll read jamal a little forbidden fruit ready for you classic king lear this is jamal okay uh and then we get to act one so i'll stop Uh, at act one okay uh i go with him to work my abby 
sizzling summer heat clings to my back. Mm. He waits Been for there. he waits for his shame, the pharmacist, to give him medicines, magic, to heal the sick, the wounded. A decent man, Abby says. Oh, he has a daughter. Don't look at her. Ooh. Act well, one. Naming. I don't names. want to tell them how to parent, but that's yeah. kind of a rookie mistake. Yeah. Hey, don't uh, do that thing. That yeah. thing you wouldn't have done otherwise. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> so Ooh, you want me to just read the end? Tell you if if it if it works no, out. No, I don't. Okay. I, are you going to read that? It's, I'm I actually might. kind of interested. Yeah, I should. Good. Uh, Sounds fun. It's quick. I, I mean, should. Maybe not fun, but it good. seems like something that will be important down the road, yeah. and that maybe I'll have like to suggest it. to teachers slash parents. Well, look at you. Yeah. So bold. I do like the cover. Uh, I can't. Yeah, I, I like don't the recognize cover too. the. Uh, the artist, it's Katie it's got, a, it's got a really nice contemporary feel to it. Kind of a sketchy, yep. but uh, mm-hmm. colorful. Sketchy it, as in it looks like a sketch, not sketchy yes. as in like yeah. it's outside a Rite Aid at 3 a.m. Different. <laughs> so, All right, my first selection here uh, just added to the collection on March 10th. So Ooh. pretty recent. The Impossible Fortress, a novel by Jason Reculak. So the cover is nice. You got some oranges. You got some yellow font. You got Aren't- you got a little like eight bit girl in a keyhole yeah. and a little bro. Aren't down the Reculix an alien race from Star Trek? I think they are. Yeah, okay. the Reculix. Yeah, you don't want to mess with them. <laughs> okay. You don't want to mess with them. Yeah. All right. Uh, a uh, war culture, the Reculix. Yeah, sure. Uh, is this uh, author done anything before? Oh, stop asking me questions. I don't know. Sorry. The Impossible Fortress is his first novel. Oh, Eric. We got a debut novel. This is truly. A sexy new I know. book, and I'm I'm actually like I pr- I bought this one particularly because I kind of wanted to read it. Ooh. I thought people, uh, well, I hope you like it. Our similar age, you're younger than me. I know, only but. by like ten years. I know what? <laughs> no, <laughs> just three uh, years. So I'm from the inside cover, a love letter to the 1980s, Ooh. to the dawn of the computer age, and to adolescence, a time when anything feels possible. The Impossible Fortress will make you laugh. Make you cry. Make you remember an exquisite detail what it feels like to love something or someone for the very first time. All right? Are you in? One so, would say you're loving them like... Nope, I'm not going to say it. It's got, a Madonna song I was going to quote. Our nice, uh, we got our nice uh, 1980s setting. Finally. So that's exciting. Finally getting you some 1980s love. great... Looks like kind of a DOS prompt situation. Yeah, that's great. Situation starting I, I do like a good DOS prompt. Yeah, I am a sucker great. for that. I mean, it's a perfect. Look at that. Look at that. I mean, don't don't say what it is, but it's pretty funny. It's a naked lady. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's a naked lady, but it's done in a uh, just lines, Do- dots from a and com- dashes. Yeah, dots yeah. and dashes from a computer. Yeah. Kind of like writing things upside down on a calculator. Back I don't in the want day. to know what you ever wrote. Oh, okay. but well, I know what you're talking not about. Not me. I mean, it was it was the kids hanging outside of the Rite Aid at three a.m. Yeah, sure. Anyway, with their calculators. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> my mother was convinced I'd die young in the spring of 1987. Just a few weeks after my 14th birthday, she started working nights at the Food World because the late shift paid an extra dollar an hour. Mm. I slept alone in an empty house while my mother rang up groceries and fretted over all the terrible things that might happen. What if I choked on a chicken nugget? <gasps> what if I slipped in the shower? What if I forgot to turn off the stove and the house exploded in a fiery inferno? At 10 o'clock every evening, she'd call to make sure I'd finished my homework. Is my wife Locked this character's door, mother? And sometimes she'd make me test the smoke alarms just in case. Yeah. I felt like the luckiest kid in ninth grade. My friends, Elf and Clark, both cats, came over every night <laughs> eager to celebrate Wait. my newfound freedom. Yeah. So Wait, anyway, is this character also a cat? It might be. Yeah. So is this the book of cats in the eighties? Yeah. 
So let, let me read you the synopsis. So that was a little oh, taste of the writing okay. style. Here's the synopsis. Until May 1987, 14-year-old Billy Marvin of Wetbridge, New Jersey, is a nerd. I was But two. a decidedly happy nerd. Afternoons are spent no with his buddies watching copious amounts of television, gorging on Pop-Tarts, debating <laughs> who would win in a brawl, Rocky Balboa or Freddy Krueger, Bruce Springsteen or Billy Joel. Springsteen. Springsteen. Give in a two. fight? Yeah. 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 Magnum P.I. or T.J. Hooker. Now, see... That's a tough one. Is it? Who, yeah. Which one's Mag- who plays Magnum P.I.? Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck versus Ooh. Bill Shatner. But Tom I feel Selleck. Like, I feel like Selleck would be a gentleman about it, though, and Shatner would be like, hey, what's that? And like jump and just tackle him in the midsection. <laughs> hold, hold grab on. onto that mustache. At this time, what kind of shape is Will Shatner in? He can, he can keep it together if he wears a girdle under his police uniform. Ooh, okay. So, yeah. anyway. <laughs> hey, uh, tough what's call. That? Too close to, all the books is ruling this too close yeah. to call in a fight between is, Magnum P.I. or T.J. Hooker. Is that Spock? <laughs> what? <laughs> and programming video games on his Commodore 64 late into the night. I had a Commodore 64. I had so much fun with that Commodore 64. Yeah. How many Star Trek games did you I, have on I didn't it? have any. I had a great Garfield comic strip creator on that game. Did you have a Spider-Man... Uh, I had a Spider-Man... Text adventure text game. Adventure, absolutely. I had pole position. This pole was position, great. Yeah. This was great. Uh, late into the night, then Playboy magazine publishes photos of Wheel of Fortune hostess Vanna White. Billy meets expert programmer... Did that really happen in 87? And everything changes. Apparently, I didn't, I didn't realize Vanna White did that. I, I believe Jason Reculak. So I don't know. I think I think that it sounds. So fun. This is just a coming of age story about a boy who gets to see Vanna White naked. Well, I think that's just that's saying that the world is changing. Right. So, okay. Are you in? No. You're not gonna I read. Maybe. Okay. I do like the '80s. All right. Yeah. What if it's more? What, okay. It would be. <laughs> it's a naughty story if it is this way. Yeah. But what if it's he's just trying to get his hands on the copy? Oh yeah. Of that Vanna White print. Yeah. It, it's possible. He's I don't like, think so. Yeah, he can't because he can't buy it at I a fourteen-year-old so. boy. No, he can't. He can't. So no. Well, well, it sounds like a nut. <laughs> yeah, it says part love story, part coming-of-age tale, and part heist picture. Yeah, the Impossible Fortress is an endlessly clever yeah. novel about friendship, heartache, and computers. He's got to go to that right aid to steal. All a copy rendered of. with the bright colors and buoyant spirit of Cubert for the Commodore sixty-four. Boy. Sometimes I loved that Commodore 64. I know, man. Let me tell you, I, my monitor was just an old black and white. Sounds TV. like a naughty 80s book. Might be. Uh, that would be in line with 80s movies. That's so. true. Yeah. All right. What else you got? All right. Uh, so we have Vanna White's biography. Really? No. Interesting. Uh, this is called Freaks, written by Nick Gunning. Whoa. About Nick Gunning. Really? Yes. No. This is called Freaks. How'd you get your hands on that? <laughs> hey, uh, I know you're probably wondering, but when I wrote my childhood novel, Time Fox. It was on an Apple IIc. It was not on that Commodore 64. Oh, okay. Thank you. So, Thank you for clarifying this welcome. picture for me yeah, of freak. your childhood. Okay, so Freak. Freaks. My autobiography. By Amanda Hawking. Amanda Hawking. Uh, she's written something else. Uh, Brief History of Time. The I Tyrell think. Trilogy, The Canon Chronicles, The Water Song Series, and six additional self-published novels. So I recognize the author, but I don't know why. Uh, Interesting. Freaks, uh, step inside a wondrously strange new world. Let me show you the cover. Nope. Really? No, I don't All right, like so we've got a woman in, like, a red dress, yeah. but she's at the top, and yeah. as the red dress flows down, it becomes the tent, yeah. and you start seeing the carnival, yeah. and there's a wolf. Yeah. Now, I don't know what a wolf has to do with a uh, carnival. It looks like a Christine Feehan cover. I don't... Oh, yeah. You're kind of right. I'm not interested. So uh, there's this world. Let's... Uh, in a world of magical visions and pyrokinesis. Ooh. Okay, I was not Look expecting out. the pyrokinesis. Look out. Uh, Mara out of left field, that was. Mara just wants to have a normal life, but is that yeah. possible? 
Is it Nick? Why you gotta go and make things so complicated? Mara has become used to the extra uh, extraordinary, roaming from place to place with Gideon Devorian's traveling carnival. She longs for an ordinary life where no one has the ability to levitate or predict the future. <laughs> she gets her chance when good luck struck- finding that. <laughs> You okay? That's- yeah, I'm fine. She gets her chance when struggling sideshow set up camp in the small town of Caudry, and she meets a gorgeous local guy named Gabe. Hey, Gabe. But before long, Mara realizes there's a dark presence lurking in the town that's threatening the lives of her friends. She has seven days <gasps> to take control of a power she didn't know she had in order to save everyone she cares about and change the future forever. Oh. Well, here's the thing. Anything you do changes the future forever. True. It's the future. Yeah. If I was to pick up my glasses. Well, maybe not forever. Okay. In the pages of Freaks, Amanda Hawking once again proves her ability to create an amazing characters and enchanting worlds that will capture your imagination and never let you go. I'm not feeling You'll this You'll literally one. be trapped in this book. It will be a oh curse gosh. upon your life. Wow. Your friends and family will look for you, and they'll be unable you'll to be find you book. because you'll be trapped in Freaks wow. by Amanda Hawking. Oh, two E's. Yeah. Classic. How, how's it normally? With an A. It is, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I'm somebody that looks at the movie Inglorious Bastards yeah. and doesn't see you don't the mistake. See the so let's see, chapter one. My feet rested against the dashboard of the Winnebago nope. as we lumbered down the road. Nope. The second vehicle in a small caravan of a beat up trailers and motorhomes. Like the it. sun hadn't completely risen yet, but it was light enough that I could see outside. Not that there was much to see. The bridge stretched on for miles across Lake Tristiux, and I could see nothing but the water around us, looking gray in the early morning light. The AC had gone out sometime in Texas. Ooh, that's bad. Mm-hmm. And we wouldn't have had money to fix it until we, after the sit in Caudry, if we were lucky. I cracked the window, and despite the chill, the air felt thick with humidity. That's why I never liked traveling to the southeastern part of the country. Too humid and too many bugs. Uh-oh. I'm not in. Yeah. You're, you're, you're I, a I tough customer. Look at these cool, like, stained glass drawings, though. They look like tarot cards. Yeah, I meant I the tarot cards. I think that's what they are. All right. You know, I'm the kind of guy that can look at freaks with two E's yeah. and not know, that not know if it's wrong. You look so. at a tarot card and you think, what a beautiful window. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see anything through it. <laughs> you can't see stuff through stained glass windows. Yes, you can. Remember, we were ju- we just watched Pinocchio, Ugh. Uh, Disney's second animated that's, movie. I, that did not do anything to win me over on Pinocchio. Oh, I really liked it again. Very upsetting movie. Uh, but they're at the Pleasure Island just wrecking everything. Yeah. And there's like a church with stained glass window. Yeah. And all I can think about is... Who Why even said, like, you know what Pleasure Island needs? One of my handcrafted, delicately made stained glass windows. Maybe they were, like, irregular fits. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I really screwed this up. <laughs> Maybe I can sell it to Pleasure Island. Yeah. Cut rate price. Yeah. All right. So that was yeah. the book. You're not reading Freaks. I'm not going to read Freaks, no. Okay. And not even spelling it correctly is going to change that. Okay. So what if I spelt it with three E's? The, uh, then I will do it, yes. Freaks! <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> Okay. Okay. What, what sexy new book do you have, Nick? Well, Eric, uh, I have The Midnight Bell by old stalwart Jack Higgins. How did you say stalwart? I've never, I've never read a Jack Higgins. Okay. I'd like to. Yeah. This is his latest, and I love the cover. I think it's, I think it's a I, very, yeah, it's fine. I think it's a very stylish cover. Yeah. You got big letters. You got yellow. I like this circle around yeah. the, the. You do like a good circle. I, li- I do. I like this little, what is it, the Capitol building on the bottom? It looks good. Yeah. It's good Might stuff. Might be. I like it. I like the look of it. Look at this. Look at this guy in the back. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Listen, He buddy. looks like he could write a great book. Yeah. Or. He's in a very thoughtful or, pose. Or sell me insulin. He, he's, he's looking. He's either listening very intentively in that. Yeah. Or he's thinking of just the right way. Yeah. To save your life. Yeah. He kind of looks like uh, 
like he's meeting you for the first time and you, you and he just found out that you're living unmarried with his daughter. Oh my gosh. Doesn't that look at that face? Yeah. I so you wanna... mean to tell me. Listen, Jack. Sorry. So uh well the Associated Press says when it comes to thriller writers, one name stands above the crowd. Michael Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> the hour is midnight. Okay. Oh wow, Eric, stop dancing. Sit down. I Sit can't. down. Eric. I can't. All right. Uh anyway. Jack Higgins, they're referring yeah, sure. to. Jack Higgins is All right, so the Midnight Bell. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Ulster. <laughs> in Ulster, Northern Ireland, a petty criminal kills a woman in a drunken car crash. Ooh. Her sons swear revenge. In London, Sean Dillon and his colleagues in the Prime Minister's private army, fresh from defeating a deadly Al-Qaeda operation, receive Ooh. a warning. You may think you've weakened us, but you have only made us stronger. Chilling. Hmm. In Washington, D.C., a special project director with the CIA, frustrated and not getting permission from the president for his daring anti-terrorism plan, decides to put in motion anyway. He knows he's right. The nation will thank him later. Soon, the ripples from these events will meet and overlap, creating havoc in their wake. Desperate men will act. Secrets will be revealed. And the midnight bell will, will toll. Be wrong. Oh. Toll. Toll. Filled with drama and driven by characters of complexity and passion, The Midnight Bell is a remarkable novel from the architect of the modern thriller. Pretty pretty big words. Yeah. Those are from the Huffington Post there. Yeah. Architect of the modern thriller. Uh, so let me let me go. Look at that. Boy. Prolific. Wait. What if prolific he's a writer. sadistic architect? Oh, boy. Then we're in trouble. Yeah, we are. You're never going to know where this book's going to go. <laughs> I'm reading along all of a sudden. What? These aren't pages. That's a fruit roll-up. Oh. Sadistic. Well, and you can't eat it. What? No! Chapter 1. An east wind with driving rain and sleet pushed across the airport as the Gulf Stream landed. It was immediately approached by a security limousine from the White House, which Blake Johnson... He sounds kind of... Made up? Like I wouldn't like him. Yeah. He sounds like he'd have something to prove. I feel like we've already heard of a Blake Johnson. Overcompensating a little bit, probably. Yeah. Uh, Anyway... uh, Noted jerk Blake Johnson. (laughs) The lighting from the plane was surprised to see was being driven by his longtime secretary, Alice Quarmby. I'm going to subtract three points for that awkward last name. Yeah. He opened the passenger door, tossed his valise inside, and joined her. Who's carrying a valise? What's a valise? Uh, what are you doing here? Protecting your back, you idiot. See? She knows what's up. Yeah. She told him as she drove away, you were supposed to bring Jake Cazalet back with you from London, and here you are alone. You know where he's going? I'm a nervous old broad when it comes to my boss, so I'd uh. like to know why. Sorry, Alice. It's for the ears of the president only. They don't seem fun. No. But you know where Blake's going. Well, it better be good. Therapy. Oh, Blake's therapy. Yes, you're welcome. With his second (laughs) term coming up, he needs to show who's in charge. And here's former President Jake Cazalet, a fine president in his day, mind you, dining with the prime minister and giving interviews to the media as if the official mouthpiece for American foreign policy. Former disgraced president. You know, (laughs) that's right. You know the White House isn't pleased about that. Well... I don't know that I'm in. Jack Higgins, this was not your best Throwing way Throwing a lot of names my yeah. way yeah. doesn't, it feels a little it's Tom 90s. Tom and Brad. Brad wouldn't stop talking about Steve, who was cousins little... of Chris. Now, Chris had a yeah. friend named Kyle, and yeah. Kyle was best friends with Kyle's, Dave. Wait, Kyle's who? Have I already mentioned Kyle Dave, Chris's though? Chris's <laughs> cousin, and they're yeah. both twins. Yes. Co- Dave twin had co- three cats. Okay. Mittens, Whiskers, and Paw Paw. One of them is Paws. Paw Paw. Paw Paws. Paw Paw. Single Paw. Two paws. Paw paw. Paw paw. And Whiskers are the cousin of Blake. No, the, the Whiskers is a cousin Brad is a cat. Is a detective. One yes. For Richard yes. Nixon. Jack okay. Higgins. Well, that sounds all right. Blake's therapy, little known fact, probably our least listened to episode ever. 
So wow. just just letting you yeah. know. That was a Lonely Hearts book club. That was a Lonely Hearts book club. therapy had never got and checked that was out. A, that was a twisty, weird, it was psychological a, book. Psychosexual. Psychosexual, yes, I would exactly. highly recommend going back and... What is that? Episode someone, 12? So I'm going to look for it because someone needs to go back and read that book. Just, yeah. just so the nightmares stop, well, I frankly. Thought about, I thought about reading it myself. Yeah. Who? Okay. Well, I can't find it. It's, it's so, like, oh, episode 12. Episode 12. Yeah. Really? Yeah, that is shockingly low. But that was after we moved to SoundCloud. Yeah, but even so, all the episodes around it, way more. Mm. Way, way more. So who knows? Go listen to Blake's Therapy. And while you're at it, maybe, check out Nixon Carver. Maybe everyone... Nixon Carver is a house rabbit's phlebitis, by the way. I should probably change Ep- that title Nixon five. Carver. I have all the other... Episode uh, five. All the other... I think that was our first Lonely Hearts book club, though. I think that's why I didn't get... Any. No, the first was Thinning the Turkey Herd, which is oh, called right. Thinning the Turkey Herd. Yeah. All right. Yep. So... Yep. Do we each want to do one more, or do we want to... Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I have this book. Ready? It's called Saving Hamlet by Molly Booth. Another King Lear take. Wow, weird. What do you think of the cover? Uh, uh, I like it. Kind of it's... shadowy, puppet-styled hand. Yeah. Uh, but it's all in pink, like yeah. pastel pink with a skull, because yeah, it's I Hamlet. I like it. Spotlight coming down. Yep. Yellow. Hamlet has a crown over the A. Oh, look at that. Yeah. That's darling. Mar- Molly Booth. Let's see if she's written anything else. Let's do it. Uh... In high school, she was a stage manager for three different community theaters, which almost killed her. Ooh. Uh, nope. Uh, this looks like her first book. Okay. So, let's check out the summary. Let's do it. Of I'm here to Saving take, Hamlet. I'm going to take this journey with you. By Molly Booth. Molly Booth. Uh, Emma Allen. Couldn't be more excited to start 10th grade. Uh-huh. Not only is she the assistant stage manager for the Drama Club's production of Hamlet, okay. but her crush, Brandon, is directing... And she's rocking a new haircut that's sure to get his attention. But soon after school starts, everything goes haywire. Emma's suddenly promoted to stage manager. Her best friend Lulu stops talking to her. And Josh, the sweet soccer player who's been cast as a lead, turns out to be a disaster. Oh, no. It's up to Emma to fix it all. But she has no clue where to start. One night after rehearsal, Emma stays behind to think about her life's latest crisis and distractedly falls through the stage's trap door. Landing in the basement of the Globe Theater? It's London, 1601. And with their awesome new pixie cut, everyone thinks Emma's a boy. Uh-oh. Even Will Shakespeare himself. No, he doesn't. Wow, this book is taking a turn. It's so Dropped weird. into the middle of the original production of Hamlet, Emma gamely plays her role as backstage assistant, jumping at the chance to experience theater history and rub shoulders with legends. I am firmly out of this. But the Globe's Hamlet has its own problems. Oh, no. And once Emma starts traveling back and forth through time, things get really confusing. I bet they would. In which reality does she belong? And can she save two epically tragic productions of Hamlet before time runs out? In this sweet, surprising novel full of laughs... Uh, laugh out loud hijinks debut novelist Molly Booth will have readers on the edge of their seats ready to stand and applaud when the curtain falls this sounds like an episode of Back to the Future the animated series this sounds hilarious it sounds terrible this sounds great no it doesn't though I do like the line where it says uh, rubbing shoulders with legends because the only legend is William Shakespeare Bill Shakespeare it's not like yeah. people remember who played who no yeah I don't remember I so. certainly don't remember so is thou Emma Allen no stop okay Pro, con, you gonna read this book? You like it? You gonna well, put it on your list? Let's read the first uh, the first page. It's very oh. short. I have a theory that the haircut started all of this. Mm. Now you're on board. Now you're back. Yeah. 
It was three days before my sophomore year of high school started, and I remember everything. My hands shaking as I pushed open the door to the salon. Sure. The AC sending chills up and down my arms. This is the second book to make reference to the AC. Yeah. Uh, have a seat. Someone can take you in a minute. I took a magazine and flipped through, not looking at the shiny mirror half of the room. I hadn't had a real haircut haircut since we moved to Massachusetts. <gasps> I love Massachusetts. Yeah. But with everything that happened in the last year, I desperately wanted to change. Needed a change. Yeah. We've been there. Demanded a change. I put down the magazine and pulled out the picture. Some model I found when searching online. The cut was chin length and feathery. Super cool. Super new. Super chic. Super chic. It's a miracle if it turns out like that, though, I had thought. Chic isn't even a word I say out loud. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. Yes, you do. No, I don't. You love it. I do not like it. This sounds like Riverdale if Riverdale was entertaining. Oh, Eric, please pick up your mic. <laughs> uh, so, so what? When did you turn? Were you on board until the time travel started? No. Ooh, really? I like the look of the cover, uh-huh. but what the cover tells me about what that book is tells me that it's not going to be a book that I would like. Okay, I thought you might have got into it if it, if without the time travel. But I, I love you, time travel. I know, but I thought you might have got into it because you like you don't like uh, Shakespeare. Well, I don't particularly like right. Shakespeare, but you like theater. Yes, I do. So yeah. maybe if it was more about like normal theater life. I don't life. think so. Really? Yeah. Huh. I wrote a book about you. What? In theater. You wrote a book about no, me I've in got theater. one in my head, though. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> wow. I bet I'm the villain in that story. No. All right. You're uh, actually the hero, but I had to mix a lot of personality oh, of myself in there. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, one part Nick, 20 parts Eric. Whoa. That's a lot. That is a that's lot. a Connor Kent situation. It is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Connor Kent being the clone of uh, Lex Luthor and Superman. Their love child, yes. Not love child, well, it's a clone. Okay. My final <laughs> book, I chose Ties by Domenico Starnone. Originally in Italian, uh, translated into the language we speak. Which uh, is? English. Okay, I just wanted to see if you but knew. <laughs> here's here's an interesting little fact here. Uh-huh. Translated and introduced by Jumpa Lahiri. Who? The namesake and other such things. Pretty well known. What? Author. Of what? The namesake. I, it's okay. We don't have to talk about it. Anyway, um, <laughs> great looking cover. You got a classic like 1950s oh, pair boy. of shoes tied. That guy's going Looks over. Looks like he's going to trip. That guy's falling over like the Megazord when the two Power Rangers controlling yeah. the legs aren't in sync with each other. Yeah. All right. Ties is the story of a marriage. Like many marriages, this one has been subject to strain, to Mm. attrition, to the burden of routine, yet it has survived intact. Or so things appear. The rupture in Vonda and Aldo's marriage lies years in the past, but if one looks closely enough, the fissures and fault lines are evident. Their marriage is a cracked vase that may shatter at the slightest touch. Or perhaps it's already shattered and nobody's willing to acknowledge the fact. Well, which one is it? Who knows? All right, so I'm going to give you a little taste. So we got a nice intro by Jumpa Lahiri, which I'm not going to read, and I'm going to start yeah, with... Yeah, I skipped all the intros and Book prologues. one, chapter one. In case it slipped your mind, dear sir, let me remind you, I'm your wife. I know that this <laughs> once pleased you, and then now suddenly it chafes. I know you pretend that I don't exist, that I never existed, because you don't want to look bad in front of the highbrow people you frequent. Mm. I know that leading an ordinary life, having to come home in time for dinner, sleeping with me instead of with whomever you want, makes you feel like an idiot. I know you're ashamed to say, look, I was married on October 11th, 1962 at 22. I said, I do, in front of the priest in a church in the Stella neighborhood, and I did it for love. Nothing forced me into it. Look, I have certain responsibilities, and if you people don't know 
know what it means to have responsibilities, you're petty. I know, believe me, I know. But whether you like it or not, the fact remains, I'm your wife, and you're my husband. We've been married for 12 years, 12 years in October, and we have two children, Sandro, born in 1965, and Anna, born in 1969. Do I need to show you their birth certificates to shake some sense into you? Enough, sorry, I'm going overboard. Man, you love this book. I did like it. Yeah. You didn't like it? No, you just like that kind of stuff. I do? Yeah, books like that. Big Little Lies, uh, Domestic Violets. Yeah, Yeah, like the flower. Yeah. Like the flower. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, I'm interested. Uh, I'm interested in the book by itself. I'm extra interested that someone like Jhumpa Lahiri translated it. Who is that? Because I just want to know, like, what... Yeah, what that brings to it. It's interesting. It's an okay. interesting thing to do. So all of these, uh, my three are available in the new fiction section right in the foyer, right when you walk sure. in the door, right to the left. Eric's, are they all in the new books? In the YA section? Yeah. All right. The new YA. Back in the YA corner. Got a lovely display case there. It's more than a corner, All, man. all it's available. A, it's a zone. A zone. I shouldn't have yeah. said it. It's a kid's zone. Uh, yeah, with, yeah. Now, keep in mind, though, you're probably looking for a kid's zone apostrophe S. Yeah. That is incorrect. Yeah. It's kid Z. Yeah. Zone. So yeah. the Z works for both the kids right. yeah. and the zone. Yeah. One word. Yeah. Rammed together. And the like E that. is actually here, a here three. Here at the David A. Howe Library, we never use an S where a Z will work. No way. Never. No way. Yeah. Never. So, so yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's our policy. We also do it for C's. Sure, yep. We also do it for C's. Yeah. So. Joyce Carol Oates. Yeah. We definitely had a Joyce yeah. Carol Oates with a Z. Yeah, we had the a Z at the end. So. Yeah. That was to get the younger crowd in. Yeah. Well, and it worked. That. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, Julia Spencer Fleming. It doesn't work quite as well. <laughs> no. But Julia Spencer Fleming. Yeah, so that's Spencer. why we have the alternate yeah. option of using the C. Yeah. Because it's confusing when people uh, go to check out an author. Yeah. And the last name is an S. Yeah. Because we put them all we've the shelved Z's. it with the Z's yeah. yeah so most libraries don't have much in the Z's yeah we have the opposite problem yeah so yeah we're running out of space anyway just a little tidbit here so uh did of, you say tidbit tid- i was like tidbit <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know okay. i had an accent i guess and maybe it's a michigan accent coming out i don't know i don't tidbit. i don't think so either people said pillow a lot which i hated or Pallow? or like milk I have well, to have a glass milk. of I have to have a glass of milk Is that and lay on my pillow. I mean, I had friends who said milk, so oh boy, I really hated well, it. Well, I'm I'm from near the Boston my wife, area. My wife says that I say weird things sometimes. Yeah, she says tomorrow weird. You're not supposed to say that. <laughs> I know. <thing. laughs> I know. She just heard that. She's like, I do not, but I think in her heart she knows yeah. that she says. It well, weird. I, I come from the Boston area, and that's that's a pretty unattractive accent. Yeah, it so. is. Often, often imitated. Often imitated, yeah. Uh, yeah. never, never I duplicated. If you're gonna, if you're gonna do an imitation of an accent, you probably go British. Second, I can't do British. Boston, I can barely do Boston. Yeah. I'm from the area. Yeah, you're not, you're not. Uh, accents are not your thing, man. No, but that's. But all I right. keep doing it. You got that other thing yeah. that you do. What? You. Um... <laughs> okay. You're you're, you're quick. All this right. lightning quick. All right. Uh, well, let's talk my hot. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yeah. A little JFK. Yeah. Though. You folks at home couldn't see the, <laughs> you couldn't the see slicing that. hand yeah. motion that really sold that, but it was there. Yeah. It How was could there. you have betrayed me like this? Yeah. No, now you're, just, now you're talking like a robot. You don't sound like JFK. <laughs> you're like, hello, I am a robot. Okay. So that's not what JFK sounds like. All He'd right. be like, hello there, I am a robot. <laughs> <laughs> Here for you. It does sound robotic, though. <laughs> I hear what you mean. I hear it now. Yeah. So ask not what you can do for this robot. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, robot. Let's uh, get out of here. <laughs> good times, good times. I'm, I might read ties. I feel like if I was going to pick one of the three, 
I, in Ooh, this, it would right. be in this order. I would go ties, then I would go the one, the Impossible Fortress, uh-huh. and then I probably would never reject read the Midnight Bell. <laughs> I guess if I had to pick one, yeah. it's going to be between uh, Saving Hamlet or uh, Rana and Jamel. Yeah. I'm probably going to pick Rana and Jamel. Yeah, I want to read that too, actually, so <gasps> we'll, we'll work that in there. Well, that was a successful Sexy I New know. Book Club. Good for you. Yeah. And and thanks for the uh, the try run there of our... Uh, uh, new theme song for that ben ben yeah <laughs> it went well all right we need a pop we need a lot we need he just needs to be here we need yeah. a live band like they have on a late night show yeah he needs to play us out mm-hmm. whatever we do mm-hmm. maybe a rim shot here or there would help you yeah. i mean i think my my punchlines usually land but yours i think sometimes could just be helped a little you know what i'm saying just a little just a little bit if there was like a oh okay yeah so people know what the joke just pe- so people yeah. know like this is yeah. the part where you like it's not it's fine yeah. uh let's talk library news we already mentioned a lot about julia spencer fleming luckily coming. our drummer got to take a nap so during that whole have- hey oh <laughs> uh, thanks buddy um julia spencer fleming friday the 31st seven mm-hmm. o'clock come listen to her talk ask her your questions get your books signed yeah whatever you want have a great time yep yeah, we have it for the hour, so, yeah. like, you know, whatever. She'll sing you a song? No, I just don't. kidding. She probably won't do that. <laughs> uh, we're showing the bucket list for our senior movie this year. That's Finally. The 28th at 2 you o'clock. Coming to the library to see the movie The Bucket List yeah. with Jack Nicholson and Morgan Freeman yeah. is on my bucket list. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Bucket list, bucket list. That's yeah. great. Bucket, scratch Cross bucket that, list yep. right off the bucket yeah. list, so that's great. Yeah. Saturday. Bucket I guess, list? Quitting this podcast and going solo. See ya. No. How low is it on the list? Uh, it's actually really high. Tell me some things that you have to do before you get to that one, and I'll know whether or not to panic. Uh, see the bucket list in the library. Oh, that's tomorrow. And then go solo. That's it. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> All right. No. Man. No, that's a reference to an off-air bit where I learned that I'm uh, the John Lennon of this group. Yeah. Yeah, you I are. I think you're saying that because I'm emotional and I'm, uh, I'm hard to deal with. No. I, oh, okay. No, no, no. You're saying that because I'm talented. Yeah. Yeah, I'm talented. Yeah. yeah, you bring out the best of me. I'm just too artistic for my own yeah. good. And maybe the group's good. I don't, I mean, I guess that, I I guess that makes me the Bringo. No, I don't, I think the other one. George Harrison? No. Okay. No. Nope. I'm John Lennon and you're no. George Harrison. No, sir. No. Oh, you think you're George Martin? No. Nope. Well, he's he's the Cl- fifth Beatle. People don't usually okay. count him. All right, bring it back into the group. Peter Townsend? No. Now we're talking the about who. the who. That's the who. Yeah. One more time. Dave Chappelle. Darn it. I, I'm I, John Lennon, and you're shock jock comedian Dave Chappelle. I'll take Mike Nesmith from the Monkees, but I think, we, <laughs> I think we know that we're talking about Paul, Sir Paul McCartney. Sir Paul McCartney. Sir Paul McCartney, yeah. yeah. Brave Knight of the Queen's who, Army. Who has a new album coming out sometime this year. I'm very excited yeah. about it. What about John Lennon? Uh, dead. This year, week, Saturday, this Saturday, April 1st, we have our third annual Easter egg hunt. Partnership with the Wellsville Rotary Club. Okay. Bring your kids at 10 o'clock yeah. up, up to age eight. Yeah. We're going to have a craft. We're uh-huh. going to have cookies. Ooh. We're going to have eggs hidden in the yeah. front lawn. Then we're going to show the movie Storks. Yeah. At 11 o'clock or so, down in the auditorium. Mm-hmm. So hope you join us for that. And we want to give a special thanks to our pals at the Wellsville Rotary for sponsoring this. They also purchased uh, free books to give away to everyone who participates. Yeah. So How great, great is that? Literacy is high on uh, Rotary's yeah. lists of... Uh, Causes. A book so for every really child. Great. Yeah. Thank you. A child for every buck. Yep. Eric will be dressed as a robot. <laughs> that was to, my JFK. Uh, oh, sorry. I don't I don't know. What do you have coming up? Uh let's see. Well, we're still prepping for uh the teen photo show. Yes. Because the your... I guess it's less than a month now is when we receive photos. Yeah. 
So we got that, and that's going to be in the auto, not the auditorium, in the yeah. exhibition room. Yeah. Uh, we've got Anime Club, 5.30 mm-hmm. uh, every Wednesday. Actually, it's pretty exciting because the spring season is mm-hmm. happening for simulcast anime. That's so exciting. we're going to start season two of Attack on Titan, yeah. My Hero Academia, and we've got, uh, and we've been watching Dragon Ball Super. Yeah. So it's just an exciting time exciting. of season of new seasons. It is a new episode. Oh, and uh, Baruto, which is the sequel series. Naruto, you know. No. Uh, this is the new generation about oh. Naruto's generation's kids. Oh, Baruto. You, you know it's different than Naruto because there's a B. It starts with a B. Yeah. I thought it was a pronunciation thing. No. I thought I'd been saying it wrong for years. Yeah, like you, it, the N is pronounced all, yeah, with a B. All the kids are like, <clears throat> yeah. whenever I say Yeah, it. I'd like to check out that's Naruto. Why the, that's why they're always chuckling. Well, that's, yeah. that's Naruto's weird. done. And so now Baruto's the new season. You just drop a bomb like that on me without any preparation? Sorry, man. Wow, that's hard <laughs> to hear. Okay. Well, thank you for the news. I should mention, uh, I left my cell phone in a Starbucks. A faithful All the Books listener. You leave. Picked it up yeah. for me. Ooh. Now holding it hostage. Yeah. One and of his ch- d- demands is that I make a certain claim. Yeah. So in order to get my cell phone back, uh, listener, I hope you're out there. I love Ender's Game. But do you? Uh, tune in to episode 85 to find out. We'll see you then.